Welcome to Do You Boo. I'm your host, Roxana Baldovin, and every week I interview a different person who's living in their authentic truth. As you guys may or may not know, I am a born traveler and explorer. I've been to every inhabitable continent, and going to a new country is pretty much my favorite hobby. So when my friend K-Sang Ball launched her app, Trippin', I gotta admit, I was kind of sad I didn't think of it myself, but I'm so happy it exists. Tripping is an app that is for us, by us, aka for young cool creatives and by them too. And as a London girl with Tibetan Scottish roots, you know she's taken the multicultural angle. Live from Hawaii, it's Do You Boo. Hey! Hi, beautiful. How, How are you? Doing? you? We're 11 hours time difference right now. I'm- I know, that was crazy. I was like trying to like make it work on both our sides. I'm still in the chat. Well, thank you so much for making it work. Thanks for having so me. You're, yes, you're in the tripping office right now, I see. Yeah, like I've literally just been plastering. Actually, you can't see it. I've washed my hands, but we've been redoing the office, which is really exciting for like later this year. That's so exciting. I love what you're doing. Um, if you want to just tell us a little bit about like how you even got inspired by the company and like why it's important for millennials to have their own travel app as opposed to like, you know, going with the Lonely Planets and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. So Trippin is a website and a content platform. And so we basically exist to connect you to cultures all around the world and help you do um, help you travel with purpose. And we kind of stu- we started at me and my co-founders because we really felt there was no um, no one in the travel space, like really speaking to the type of travelers that we were, which is like creative travelers. We really wanted to get like underneath the surface of a destination and just like tap into the really good shit like don't want to have anything on timeout. Don't want to have anything that's like on a hit list. I want to be able to live like a local. And so we private Facebook group where we just added all our friends in. And then that kind of grew and grew. And it was kind of like a petri dish of like testing what our community wanted in its most like embryonic stages. And it was sick because we got to like really understand who our audience was. And then after that, we grew this community and it really, really grew and it got really engaged. And now we have a community in over 100 destinations across the world. Um, That's amazing. And so you can tap into Trippin's website and look at local guides from people that live and are similar minded. We all like share similar mindsets and values, but we just live in different parts of the world. And so it means that when you do travel there, you can just tap straight into the good stuff. I think like growing up in London definitely inspired you too, because I know for myself, like growing up in New York, everybody around me was from a different culture. So that made me want to experience different cultures. And I feel like it's the same for you. And like, it's easy when you're from a multicultural city to have friends that are, you know, to get connected all around the world. Definitely. Like I grew up in Oxford, but it's like almost like a mini London. And then moving to London, it was like the bigger version of it. And yeah, you're so right. It's like, each city, like New York especially, has a it's, a, it's got a quicker beat to the drum, I'd say, than London. But they're similar in, the, in their, like, ethic and, like, just the hustle and also the amount of people that you meet, like, from so many different backgrounds. And I think that's kind of, I, th- I feel like the melting pot of London made me fall in love with travel as well. Yeah, 100%. I feel that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, growing up around so many different people, so many different foods, it's like all you want to do is experience it and experience it from, like, not going to Times Square, for example, if you're in New York, you know, like really like getting to the meat of, of a city, of a place, of its people. So I think what you're doing is amazing. And yeah, so I guess I think it's really important because I think it's really cool that you're you're tapping into like creative artists too of each city. So how do you think like arts and culture of cities or not even cities, just places like affect 
their their daily routine and things like that I feel like each well each city has its own unique cultural like landscape and identity and I think that each city is like has like creatives at the forefront of that that are progressing forward and pushing forward that culture depending on like what they're battling against or what I guess they feel needs to be seen and spoken about and that's what I think is really beautiful when you travel the world you see that we all think and care about the same things, but the ways in which we like create with them and the ways that we're inspired by them and the ways in which we'll like look at a problem or storytell around it um, will be influenced by the environment that we're from. And so there's this really beautiful connection between people and place that creates this identity. And it comes from like the landscape, but also just the way of thinking, the attitude to life. And I think that's really beautiful because you can go to somewhere around the world and just the pace is just way more relaxed i mean even la which is like a city in itself right it's like completely <laughs> different lifestyle and like pace of life to like a new york or london but then when you go to like somewhere like ziwa which is on the west coast of mexico it has a different beat to its drum and i think that's the beauty of it you kind of like adapt to it and you assimilate to it and um, i think that's the kind of purposeful travel that we're really trying to encourage at trip in which means that you connect authentically to that culture you spend time with the community you understand their ways of living and I feel like that way, travel is great because it allows you to understand other people's realities. And in turn, it gives you a bit of a perspective on who the fuck you are too, right? And I think that's like both. And that's why we call tripping tripping. It's like that transformative experience that takes you outside of yourself. You come home and you've transformed inside as well as like, you, as well as like traveled around the world. And I think that that's just the kind of travel that we all strive for. Yeah, I love that. Every time I go somewhere, like I, I'm you in Hawaii. Travel, you do that travel all the time. You're always hopping everywhere. Like, you, you're oh, where yeah. are you right now? I'm never trying to like be on the on the beaten path at all. And I'm always trying to meet locals and eat the local food. Like, I'll make sure every time I'm in a place that it's like, you know, I'm not going and eating chain restaurants or anything American at all. You know what I mean? Because that's like globalization is such a there's such pros and cons to globalization like globalization is like you know how we're connected how we're able to even have this conversation right now but there's that other aspect of globalization that's like why is there a kfc in thailand i don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> that's and so I think how do you end up um connecting to like locals when you're traveling like what's like your go-to way of doing that um, I think just really talking to people, like, let's say, for example, like right now I'm in Hawaii, right? And so I don't have any connections in Hawaii. So it's just like talking to people on the street, like we're going free diving with, with a local today. I love <laughs> he was just our place. waiter at the restaurant and we were telling him how we killed an octopus and ate it yesterday, what? <laughs> which is like a crazy experience for me because I had never done that before, ever. <laughs> and... Yeah, so it's just like, you know, talking, making sure that you actually take the time to talk to people on the street, you know, or like talk to people that are making your meals or, you know, just not being afraid to actually have real connections and real conversations with the locals because like they want to talk to you, you know what I mean? Like, and in a lot of these places, like tourism drives their economy too. So it's not like, it's not like they don't want the tourists there. They just want the tourists to be aware of what they're stepping into, right? Yeah. And like contribute to society. Right. 100%. Always got to support the local economy wherever you can, first and foremost, to make sure your money gets like actually stays in the place you're going to. But like for me, like my first conversations when I hit down to a de new destination, I always catch a cab. I always chat to my cab driver. I always tell him, tell me one place that I need to go and tell me a name that I need to ask for. And then exactly. that already 
into like this you're already accepted into some kind of community and i always find it's easier to like move around that way i want to live like the taxi driver not like i don't know what some luxury blog says i need to be doing i love that yeah no that's exactly like the first like the first conversation you have with a local will just like propel you completely in a direction and so um, all the way and then okay so then in terms of like you taught me a lot about conscious travel in the sense of like i didn't even really think about like the impact we have when we're when we're going on planes right but like to me it's like this double-edged sword because it's like we need to travel to experience right and to help and to learn but then it's also like oh we're we're killing the planet slowly right so how do you combat that is it better to travel by plane still than it is by car like is there a difference or so like it's weird because travel is like one of the oldest industries in the world and it's like one of the sickest i love traveling but it has like the worst technology which really like de like de impacts our climate crisis so if you look at aviation for example that contributes about eight percent to the world's co2 emissions catching one flight from new york to london is about i would say a third of a dutch household's yearly like um energy consumption that's fucking crazy right and that's just wow. one flight but actually traveling quite a lot especially for work and stuff and so like catching a flight is actually the single biggest thing you can do to actually make the climate crisis worse if you're traveling so if you do catch a flight because i don't think that you shouldn't not travel right the world's there to be explored and to and for you to like um experience it but you need to be more conscious about the behavior you do around that trip so like instead of doing weekend breaks you should be looking at hey can i book off two weeks somewhere and actually like really do a slower type of travel where it means i can engage more in the place and spend more time and then you're lowering down your air miles and i think it's interesting as well right because sustainability is a conversation we're having a lot of the time but no one looks at it through an intersectional lens and that's what we've been doing in a research report we put out with ucl university in london which looked at like what were the barriers that were stopping young people from traveling more sustainably? And if you really look at it, like, especially with POC um, travelers um, and people that have like lower socioeconomic backgrounds, your carbon footprint is actually significantly less than like a middle-class white woman who is like catching that flight all the time. And so then has to like offset the amount of her imprint. And so actually like, for example, like you brought up trains and like public transport against to like planes, for example, like, Obviously, catching a train is better for the world and for climate crisis. But if you're on a low income salary and you only have a certain amount of annual leave every year to like catch um, to get a holiday and holidays are important for your mental health, you need to like balance and make those decisions. You, you can't just sacrifice a train if, it can, if it's going to take you two days to get there or a whole day and you end up losing like three, three thirds of your trip. And so you've got to just be mindful about it and understand that each person's identity is completely different and it's intersectional and there's no one rule of how to travel sustainably, but it's a mindset and you just need to be conscious about your behavior and your actions. Exactly. Like <laughs> it's so crazy, like being in Hawaii and like Hawaii is very strange. Have you ever been here? No, I've never been. I'm dying to go. Like all my friends in America, are, like all going to Hawaii and it looks so sick right now. It's gorgeous. But the colonization that you just like feel everywhere, <clears throat> It's so crazy. Like you just you, you feel it, you know. 
And Tell a little bit more about the Hawaiian history because I, I, I'm not um, educated in, in that area that well. So basically, Hawaii became a state in 1959. I think that before that, in the 1800s, it was kind of like Puerto Rico. Like, it was like a commonwealth okay. of the United States. The flag of, of Hawaii is literally a Union Jack where the stars of the American flag would be and red, white, blue stripes. Like, it's so strange. And... Basically, like, you know, they just stripped it. It's the same thing that they did in, in the continental United States where they just, like, you know, enslaved the Hawaiians. Like, they didn't allow them to practice their culture. They, like, put Christianity on them, right? And, you know, even though it was so, like, 1959 is, like, our parents were alive in that time, you know? Like, it's, all, it's, it's so new. It's so fresh that Hawaii became a state. And, like, you know, traveling to the to the places that are like more local and, and supporting the local businesses, which is what I try to do all the time when I'm traveling. I don't really want to like, you know, support the Americans, the expats that are coming and opening up mom and pop shops. I'd rather Hell go no. to the Hawaiians, right? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy because it's like so you see so much of like these four seasons everywhere and like these golf resorts full of like fat white yeah. Americans and like then it's juxtaposed against this like beautiful culture. Like, like for example, like the term luau, do you know what a luau is? No, I don't. Okay, so luau is like this big Hawaiian dinner. They roast a pork and oh, they have like- Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it. No, I'm sorry, I wasn't familiar with the name. <laughs> so I looked up the, I also, when I travel, I like to like know the history of where I'm at. And like, I'm really mm -hmm. fascinated by like, you know, the ancient culture that was here and whatever. So I looked up the history of luau's and luau's, uh, came to be in the 1800s because the king of Hawaii, he finally said, okay, men and women can eat together. Because before men and women were eating separately. And so once men and women were eating together, they were celebrating each other. They were like celebrating the community. And, you know, then it just became this big celebration. And now that's like one of the, one of the key points that like, even though it's sold as an experience to Westerners, it's still like something that they've held onto their culture that they're still gifting to, you know, to the travelers. We're definitely gonna go to a luau while we're here, but I'm gonna research like the most authentic, best one, yeah. like, you know. Um, what I read online so far too is that like, you know, every luau is gonna have a, because you're still at the end of the, like it's very authentic and they all try to be authentic, but at the end of the day, you are still giving this experience to people that have never had it. So there's still this like, urge of like in not inauthenticity but like you know they have to put on some sort of a I thing like you know so I feel like it's authentic if it comes from the person from that culture because I feel like exactly. they're in control of their narrative. I feel like the problem right now of the travel industry which is by the way like 83% white or western so like 80 just yeah 83% travel industry PR wise is white and western which means that you get this westernized narrative over all the different countries and um, cultures in the world and what why this is like really bad and I'm sure you're experiencing it when you're in Hawaii right now is that the cultures that depend on tourism like the Caribbean like in Hawaii for example they have to then have this they have like these western media partners PR firms coming in giving their version of the culture or the culture they expect which then makes the makes everyone else's um who's like basically taking in that media they have this like like altered perception of what that culture is so they have so then the people in the locals have to then play up their culture dilute it actually from what it actually is to play into what this western narrative is and that's so dangerous because it actually just you get like the, these bullshit kind of merges of the two which actually aren't like fully like traditional from their culture but they're like western perceived or evolved like traditions and i feel like that's so 
dangerous because in three in in three generations time you might not have the evidence of that culture there and it's like evolved and changed because of like the western lens and i think there's so much work to be done within the travel industry on how to protect authentic narratives but it starts with partnering with locals and putting them at the forefront exactly yeah like for example with the luau like fire dancing is not a part of authentic hawaiian luau's but like over the time, there's many luau's that have Hawaiian dance, um, fire dancing, because that's what they're expecting. Yeah, because I'm sure it's like covered expected. in all the shit that you see about Hawaii. Right. Which is and it's like then you arrive yeah. in Hawaii and you're like, I want to have the fire dancers. Where are they? I thought this was part of the tradition. And then you're like, I'm actually not having a good time because there's no fire dancers. And I thought that was why why I came to Hawaii. Right. It's just fuck. Like no, it needs to. How is that what you want? And it's like this Darwinistic ideology that like young people have, which is like survival of the fittest shit. I, I deserve to be here because I bought a plane ticket. And it's like, hold on, like you need to treat someone else's home better than you treat yours. Like if you, exactly. I, I, I always use the analogy, like you should treat traveling somewhere like you're going for dinner at someone you don't know's house. You'd probably bring a gift and you'd have a really great conversation. You'd listen, you'd learn, you'd be really polite. And then at the end of all of that, they might give you like a little goodie bag of shit to take home. I don't know, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's I like, love kind of, that, that's beautiful. Which is, I think, what we should all be yes. striving for. You do it all the time. Yes, 100%, like, I'm all about that. I mean, you know, just like, 100%, you go somewhere, you give something, you get something, like, you know, you hope to give the people a little taste of like, something, you know, from yourself, because yeah. you want them yeah. to, to feel like, wow, these visitors really respected my space and they, you know, they brought something to my space, you know? Like, as opposed to just, like, coming and take, 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 taking, you know, and not contributing at all. Like, I think conscious contribution in travel is so important also. Like, do you feel like you do that? Do you travel alone, by the way? Have you done that before? Yes. How do you find that experience, like, as a solo female traveler? I've only really done actually no I've done it in Israel Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic it's amazing because you're free first of all in terms of like you know nobody's gonna tell you anything you're completely on your own journey right so like I actually feel like when you travel alone you're more open to meeting people because you're not there with anyone you know so there's, there's nobody holding you back there's nobody like oh we had this plan we had that plan like your plan is your own and your trip is what you make it. So I really think that traveling alone is something that everyone should do at least once in their life, you know? So, and then, you know, like for me, like I've, like, it's different because I've never traveled alone to a place where I didn't know at least one person. So like, you know, going to Puerto Rico and DR for me is like a homecoming, you know, it's crazy. It's like, I feel so at home in both those places. Like I've never done it anything remotely like touristy in either like i don't know the punta cana resorts in dr like when i go to dr i'm like in the slums of santo domingo like with the locals like smoking hookah you know that's the best um, time i want to do that in every country i go to i want to just live like how they live their shit i don't want to have some like dressed up version of it because for me exactly that's not like a true um exchange of and it's not a true you're not getting the potential of growth you should be getting from that. And I think I always look to anything I do or any experience I can of how much I can grow in my inner self and also how much I can help others grow if they want have, to. Grow. Have you traveled alone? I've done it like once or twice, but to be honest, like recently I haven't been able to. One, obviously because of COVID, but um, two, like with work, a lot of the time we travel as a team. 
but I've been really meaning to book in a solo trip. I think maybe in 2022, I, I would like to go to Asia on my own and go to Busan and just travel on my ones there. Just because That's it's like amazing. a really special been before so I feel like safe but also like I think I've evolved so much spiritually in my head that I think if I went there another time I'd have a completely different learning and experience I feel that what, what is like the what's like the best travel experience you've had with another culture oh. or like a memorable one I think Jamaica and it's because I'm living in London we're so entwined with um Jamaican especially well Caribbean culture overall but specifically Jamaican just because of our ties to the Commonwealth there and Windrush and so um it's like intertwined in like the music we listen to at school growing up still to this day like the food that we eat there's a Caribbean shop on all corners but when I went to Jamaica I felt like I was tapping into the root source of all of that shit so I was like I kind of already knew a little bit about the culture it was like something I was familiar with but when I actually went to like the, the motherland of it all like I really felt like I was experiencing like something really special and the only thing i can really equate it to and it's not similar is like when you go back to your ancestral land it's so different because obviously i'm not jamaican but there is this like way of acceptance i think when with cultures especially in the big cities that we grow up in having so many friends that are jamaican or caribbean it's a culture that we're so familiar with and we've and i respect so much and so it was a really beautiful feeling actually going back to the authentic like source of all of yeah. that and to learn a little bit more about the traditions they've got there instead of the traditions that that the diaspora and the, the um communities in london for example take yeah that's like that's pretty much how i feel with puerto rico and Dominican republic because it's like the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans in New York versus like being a Puerto Rican or Dominican on the island who grew up on the island. It's such a different thing. Like there really is two separate cultures. You know, there's like the diaspora culture and there's that authentic to the root culture. You know, when you experience that like to the root, it's so different, you know? So Guys, I totally when you've got feel your friends you do that with. Oh my God. I someone someone like, said, <laughs> oh yeah. someone what asked part what part of, of Jamaica you were in. So we, I was in staying at Ochi, which is Ochi Rios, and, but like the part that I haven't been to and the loads of my friends are right now is in Port Antonio, which is supposed to be the most beautiful part of Jamaica. But if you go into the Trippin website, which is world, we've got so many guides to Jamaica. We've even got one from Sean Paul. So you just got to go on there and just check out his, his guide to Jamaica, man. That's what you got to do. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. You have you have a few guides with, with different, like, artists and musicians, right? Yeah, Speak your I mean, it's, it, ra yeah. <laughs> it ranges really, like, just creatives. You could be a chef, you could be an artist, you could be a musician. Anyone that's, like, kind of involved in the creative scene that, like, can share, showcase, like, what to do in their city, we've got them, and they're part of the tripping community. It's amazing, so yeah, to I recommend. I recommend it to, to everybody. Um, so I guess also another question is, because, you know, for us, it's so easy, I feel like, to be like, yeah, just go and talk to a stranger, like talk to a local <laughs> about what to do. But obviously not everybody is built that way. So I guess, one, do you think like that going on the tripping app is like a good beginner starter pack of like how to uh, open yourself up to that sort of travel? Definitely. Like if you go into our guides section in the menu, then we've got like all the destinations we've got guides for. And you can, and, they, and a lot of them have like personal tips that like go and ask for Andreas if you get to like this one place in Mexico, for example. And so they're like, the tripping community is inclusive, everyone's welcome. And it's really like this family where 
if you've come on a trip and guide somewhere, they're already kind of expecting you, which is nice. And you tap into the cool shit. You actually live like a local and still have a wicked time. And um, I think the, where the locals live best, like I never want to go to like a, a trip advisor place or something like that. I always want to yeah, no. for like the good shit. No, like literally when I ask people what, like when I'm like, oh, what do you recommend to do in Hawaii? And someone's like the four seasons. I'm like, okay, well you and I are clearly not on the same page. So thank you. But yeah, no, and you. I <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. And towards the end, like um, in a couple of months time, we're actually like renovating and refurbing our website. So you'll be able to filter and use the guides a bit more accessibly so you have like city hubs which is essentially where you can find out like if it's safe to buy drugs there and like what drugs you can buy and it's basically kind of like like the insight into how you should travel and move around in a place and like local customs local phrases tips um how you should be rolling there which isn't like lonely planet it's more like for us by us Yes, I love it. I think Trippin is the coolest app and concept, and I'm so proud of you and happy to be a part of the Trippin community. See it grow from the right? ground up. Yeah. You're doing What'd a takeover, you right? You're doing a takeover yeah. soon. Of course I'm going to do the takeover, 100%. I mean, in Hawaii, I don't know if I can do a little because I don't, you know, I'm still a tourist here, so I'm still exploring. But Puerto Rico DR, I got you. I'm definitely going to make a little Trippin guide because if I don't if I go to Puerto Rico without you like for the first time I don't think you'll speak to me <laughs> yeah no 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 we got to go together for sure absolutely definitely well thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation um thank you so I'm gonna make sure having me Yes, yes, you're amazing. I can't wait to see the rest of what Trippin does, what we're going to do together. Everybody oh, download the Trippin app. I'll put the Trippin app in the comments so you guys can follow it. Okay, perfect. If you at Trippin.world. So, yeah, so good to – thanks for everyone that tuned in as well. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And uh, thank you, Roxy, for having me. I appreciate it. I love it. you too. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.